You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And I'm joined this morning by Head of News, Jerry Collison. Jerry, how are you getting on? Very well, thanks, Keen. Uh, a paper packed with election promises and everything that comes with it this week, Jerry. Yeah, election, 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 election. And uh, I can see at the, the front page there, there's a, a bit of a, a cliffhanger going on. Yeah, cracking <laughs> photograph of Willie O'Dea. It was Keith Boisman as the photographer there, was it? Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a really really good one. It's sort of you know it's Willie being Willie, hanging out of uh, uh, two ropes over uh, Tolman Park, and he's overcoming his fear of heights and doing his bit. Um, it's in aid of the uh, Milford Hospice, so Willie's managed to tick mm. a few boxes and give us a, a nice little headline into the into the bargain. And he's after taking some time out of canvas in there because this is a fairly busy week for politicians, I'd imagine. Yeah, and yeah. none more so, I suppose, than Willie, who's, who's a, a great man on the canvas, a great man on the doorstep. And Alan Jakes has been following him on the campaign trail and got a flavour of of, uh, of what it's like to be following in, in, in Willie's wake, if you like. Now, that was in last week's paper. In this week's paper, Alan has been on the uh, campaign trail with two other candidates. Richard O'Donoghue, the Independent, and Morris Quinlevin from Sinn Féin. The very two. Yeah. And the um, two. looking at the lead in this week's paper, I think people are expecting a bit of a shake-up in the political landscape. Yeah, the same as every place else, it must be said, um, uh, except that in, in, in the case of Limerick City and County, it seems that um, Fianna Fáil are looking to be the major beneficiaries. Um, it seems that former Mayor um, James Collins is set fair to take a second seat for, for Fianna Fáil. And actually some people may be even going as far as saying that he'll, he'll take the first seat for Fianna Fáil. But, um, you know, I doubt very much if he'll manage to overtake he'll overtake Willie O'Dea uh, that said um, also um, Michael Collins who's uh, out in the county constituency looks like a man that'll be battling there for the, for the last seat there if he does it'll mean we'll have Michael Collins and Niall Collins in the county and we'll have James Collins in the city so we could be called like the Collinstown or Collins <laughs> County or you and, name it and uh, we've seen in recent polls that uh, Sinn Féin have soared in support but uh, I think they're only running 42 candidates nationally that's right and 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 just two uh, one, one in, in the this city. one in the city one in the county and um, from a situation early on in the campaign when it seemed like as if Morris Quinlevin the sitting TD in the city might be under a bit of pressure himself and uh, Jan O'Sullivan and possibly um, Kieran O'Donnell battling, battling out for the, for the last seat in the in the city. It now seems that that um, Morris Quinlevin on the basis of the um, polling for Sinn Féin would seem to be nailed on for his seat there, which would leave, you know, the, the, the final seat, uh, Jan O'Sullivan, possibly uh, Kieran O'Donnell um, and Frankie Daly, who really shouldn't be dismissed from the from the scenario battling out there for the last seat. Um, so, you know, pay your money, take your chances. I'll be coming clear, let's say, maybe sometime around uh, maybe even Sunday morning, I would say, could be could be that close. But, but even at that, it'll get interesting when we see how a government might or might not form with the allocation yeah. of seats yeah and you know what now you you wouldn't rule out 
the fact that we might be doing this all over again in a few weeks time god help us you can see a happy smile on your face at that prospect <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll park that one there i think yeah so uh, there, there's another yeah there's people another who are in- undecided on voting as well jerry i know the, the time is coming up soon that voters in two days time um yeah a project uh, with a university of limerick lecturer i believe yes now you know you you say um you know people who haven't made their mind up if we're to believe that they um the pundits and if we're to believe the um the um polls early on it would seem that there's quite a good few it seems like as if there's a lot to play for and particularly when you're talking about such tight margins so there's this political lecture out in UL, um, Rory Costello, and uh, what he's done, uh, and it's, it's something he's done in previous elections, he, he did it in the local elections in, in Limerick last time, is that he set up this, uh, this website, um, and what it does is that it, it matches uh, your concerns or your issues to those of the candidates, so just taken a totally non-technological non-scientific view of it what it what what happens is that the candidates input themselves their positions on the various policies and the various issues and then you come along you put into the website what your um, priorities are what your um, issues are and what the program does is it matches up to the closest the candidate with what your own concerns are so that's a that's so it's like you're knocking on the politician's door instead of them knocking on yours with the canvas isn't that a fantastic way isn't that a fantastic way to put it (laughs) yeah that would seem that would seem to be it um now you know if if um the website actually it'll be interesting to see if it does um play any sort of a role but from the initial um numbers it seems to be you know that 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 it will it'll it'll actually turn out to be a fairly significant player in all of this because there was less than seventy thousand um hits on the site uh this week but um dr costello is expecting to be over two hundred thousand by wow. polling day so that that'll be fairly significant it's a massive know? jump as well isn't absolutely it? yeah and uh, speaking of turnouts as well, uh, turnouts haven't been the best in recent elections. Well, they've, they've been good on some level, I suppose, compared to other elections. But yeah, uh, you know what? No, there's, there's, there's two issues here. The first issue is that um, I guess because of the emergence of Sinn Féin, it's actually put a little bit of a buzz into the campaign. And what we've seen for the first time in a long time is that people are actually starting to engage with the issues. That's the first thing. The second thing, I think, is the Saturday polling. Now, that'll be very interesting. And it'll be very interesting as well into what demographic it brings out. You know, will there be more students? Will there be more younger people? Will there be people maybe who, in the famous words of Leo Varadkar, get up early in the morning? You know, is it going to make that much of a difference? You know, it's all fascinating. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see it all. Yeah, week, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jerry. Thanks very much for joining us. And all those stories and all the election coverage is available in this week's Limerick Post newspaper and online at limerickpost.e. Have a good week, Jerry. You too, Kim. I'm now joined in studio by our arts editor, Rose Rush. Rose, how are you? Good afternoon, Kian. I'm an amazing human being. As and, always. And I want you to know it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot going on the arts again this week, Rose. I know you were uh, involved in a uh, politics 
feature this week. I was yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in fairness, um, my name isn't over the page. The the angle I came at it, um, I was obliged by my desk as client commercial features editor. Sponsored content. It's sponsored content. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's not interviewing reportage, you know, a news piece as we know it and as I used to do it. This is most definitely supplied by the PR companies. These things still have to be edited though, don't they? And it's nice to get a break away from all the politics talk as well. Well, it's interesting to read the manifestos in detail yeah. of the various parties. Uh, shout out for Jan O'Sullivan of Labour, for Maris Quinlevin of Sinn Féin, and for James Collins of Fina Foyle, a neighbour of mine, all of whom came towards the page with, you know, different different postings, different angles, and nobody was shouting, change, 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 <laughs> as in a televised debate the other night. Keen. Uh, if you've any change, from, pass it on to me, okay? Yeah. And then, uh, from one <laughs> Two theater, pennies make a pound, all right? From one theatre to another, Rose. The political theatre to the lime tree. Yes, indeed. Yeah. This is almost a theatre, not so much of life, or of eternal life. <laughs> Aaron Manon's a real favourite of mine. He's done a lot of work with Druid, in, with Druid Murphy, with Druid Shakespeare, with her Colleen Bond. Uh, a lot of it has toured to... Lime Tree Theatre. And Drew would bring a lot to Lime Tree as well, don't they? They do. Well, yeah. this is interesting. Behind the scenes, Goss, director and general manager of Lime Tree and Bell Table, is Louise Donlan. It's a great piece of work. She used to work with Drew a long time back. Oh, and so clearly the ties are, found, yeah. are, 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 are sound still. She's always able to find the Drew show for us when there is a touring event on the road. So we've been exposed um, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful quality yeah. Irish made international and Irish theatre. Anyway, Aaron is, and he's actually nominated for our Best Actor in the Irish Times Theatre Awards. Uh, they'll be announced shortly, the winners. Uh, his, he's up there for the part of Jonathan Swift in The Travels of Jonathan Swift, and he's, he's a little bit in shock because he says he stepped into this role two weeks before Curtin went up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wasn't first choice, he was second choice, he stood in. So a short preparation time yeah. he stood to him. So he had a good laugh, <laughs> he had a really good laugh over the phone about this. And then he mentioned that he'd, he'd actually been nominated for Best Actor twice previously and had won uh, for conversations on a Homecoming, uh, which did come to, to Limerick with Drew Murphy. That's the, the all one word, Drew Murphy. That's what Drew chose to brand their airing of, uh, their staging of Tom, Tom Murphy Paddocks. So um, now he's a director, uh, a Cavan drama company, Live and Dread, Live and Dread Theatre Company, uh, invited him on board as AD. His first choice in agreement with the board was a play he'd seen going back more than 15 years. He saw Tread in 2005 at Galway Arts Festival and uh, he got in touch them when he finally had an opportunity to to produce it he was he was very affected by it because uh, one of the shows we've seen him here in limerick is was waiting for Gatto. we can sort of google my review of that again it was a druid show he played estragon in it very attracted to what he perceives as some some themes and uh certainly not a, a look-alike show but his affinity there was with as he says he talks in and around echoes of Beckett to the dialogue, the physicality of the characters and the musicality of this play. It's scored by renowned jazz musician Jim Doherty, and he's the playwright's father, Mark Doherty, oh, you know. So this show, Trad, is coming to. Yeah. And, and, and oddly, this is the interesting thing. It's about a hundred year old man. He's called Da. 
his father is alive. He's called Thomas. And they go in search of Dad's 70-year-old son. All right. So, again, it's a, a great line from, you know, uh, Waiting for Gatto is, we go on. And um, so it's things to do with family connectivity, just belief, yeah. the humanity of putting one foot in front of the other and let's stick together. Yeah. So anyway, huge laughs are, are promised amidst the profundity. When Aaron Manon tells me he fell off a chair laughing the first time he saw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. And he's to. a known comedic actor yeah. as well as being a straight actor. And so. when is that again, Rose? That's coming to Lime Tree Theatre on Sunday. Sorry, this Saturday, February the 8th at, three, at, at 8 p.m. Brilliant. And then uh, from theatre on to some music, Rose. Irish Chamber Orchestra are celebrating being 50 years of age. Okay. It's a massive milestone. It's a massive milestone. They're working harder than ever. Their touring span is wider than ever. They were in America and Latin America last year and Germany. Uh, again, they're America this year. They'll go back to Heidelberg Festival, I think, at the end of this month. I don't know where their other continent is going to be. It could be Australia this year. I don't know. They're going nice to do something to remember big. where they're based as well. Thank you. Here in Limerick, Ian, uh, on UL campus in their old Irish Chamber Orchestra performing space and studio. And to that studio in about a fortnight's time, um, an international recorder and distributor of classical music and operatic music, Alpha Classics, they're coming to record live. They're coming to Limerick to Irish Chamber Orchestra's own studio to record the concert that we can hear in University Concert Hall on Thursday, February 13th. Be a nice Valentine date for us. Um, Beethoven's on the menu because it's Beethoven's 250th anniversary. That's another big milestone. That's another big milestone. <laughs> They're going to do Beethoven's 7th. And um, and prior to that, they're the orchestra's regular artistic principal partner and conductor is Jorg Widman. He's the third most recorded living composer in the world. Very, very, very high end uh, musician, clarinetist, composer. He composed uh, a piece of music called Cambrio and it's sort of a deconstruction of Beethoven 7. Those two pieces would be placed, would be played in sequence. And the guest bassoonist for the night is going to be uh, Diego Chena, who is young and gorgeous. Yeah, that sounds like a great experience. The young and gorgeous thing would be good for Valentine's Day, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rose, you, you've covered. Funny. <laughs> you're covering all of the arts on the page this week. So we had our theatre, music, and now we're on to some literature. That's right. Yeah, we have some professional appointments as well to announce on the page. That's page eighty. Uh, on to the literature. Although the subject of this interview is Siobhan Macdonald, and she would argue that what she does is. It's not literary writing. Okay. She is not in the Enright school. What the school she's in is very high end with respect to standards of writing. Uh, demonstrated by her first published uh, fiction was the novel Twisted River. Twisted River being the Shannon. Concerns a house swap uh, with the Limerick based couple with the couple from Manhattan. Ah. Dark things happen. I'm in I'm in the middle of this book at the moment. I'm not going to tell you any more about it. it so far? Very much. Yeah. Penguin enjoyed it even more when I sent to them. Their Penguin original mystery section published it. 
Brilliant. The Chicago Tribune took notice and what they said about her is her masterly control of mood and scene, setting you up for the jokes that even if you somehow see them coming, lose nothing in sinister shock value here in Limerick. So the full interview with Javon McDonald is going to be online from 8am tomorrow. I have a slightly clipped version to fit in the page in today's arts page. Um, the lovely thing about the interesting thing, the intriguing thing about this 50 something blonde is for a good portion of her adult life, she was a stay at home mom, raising two boys okay. and writing these psychological suspense books in a study in their house that wherever they are in the city centre I know where they are I can't name their address uh, looking out over the garden her kids playing around her taking them to school going back home and <laughs> finishing out murderous parts another book she wrote uh, has done very very well in Kindle that's called The Blue Pool and she tells me that the hunger for an Irish context for these mysteries is extraordinary worldwide she says Ireland is really having a moment yeah. so The Blue Pool Concerns for young female college graduates. They're awaiting the results. They book a weekend in the burn, as yourself, myself and Megan might do, right? In the blue pool, one of these four uh, firm friends goes missing. She's never found. It is not known. The girls don't talk. They have nothing to say. There's nothing to pin a crime on them. They're devastated too. They go about their ordinary lives. 25 years later, a stranger walks into, walks out of the blue pool, or sorry, out of the blue, I'm punning here, and says he knows what has happened to the missing woman. Ah. So, yeah, yeah, you can purchase that on Kindle. And she now has a two book deal coming up. The first would be published um, in early June. So uh, my exploration of this with the rest, I say online, you know, murder she wrote rather well. <laughs> Her next book is Guilty. It concerns a Limerick-based heart surgeon who has a troubled and a troubling conscience. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Have her, and it's it's nice to support some local authors as well. Isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. But like she's 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 acing it and, yeah. you know, in seller charts in throughout the English speaking world. Yeah. She's a local girl who went to school in exactly right know, her cloister yeah. up the door there. And and I was in the model school as well. She was a couple of years ahead of me. So it's, it's kind of magic. Yeah. To know that uh, somebody who's such an ordinary touchstone with uh, all the pattern of, you know, very nice, ordinary, entirely unremarkable life uh, is, you know, pulsing into the heart of darkness to <laughs> press out bestsellers. I love it. In 2021, her book thereafter agreed is called, I love this title, The Bride Collector. Ah. Mm. Oh, that's intriguing. That is intriguing. Yeah. So that's Siobhan MacDonald. And um, again, you can look up the interview uh, page 80 or online tomorrow. Again. It's limerickpost.ie forward slash arts. Guys, is any amount happening in Limerick? There's a lot going on, isn't By there? By our twisted river. <laughs> <laughs> Rose, thanks very much for joining us and have a great weekend. I'm now joined in studio by host of the Limerick Post show, Megan Scully. Megan, how are you getting on? I'm really good. How are you getting yeah. on, Keen? I'm good. People can't see your reaction when I'm saying your name. It's like there's an aura around you or something. Oh, sure. <laughs> Thanks because you called me by my full name. I'm always like, yes, that's me. <laughs> how are you getting on? Good. It's been a super busy week for the show. Super, um, super busy week for everything. It I has. Think. Yeah, there's so it's, much going on, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, I think February, everyone's just back with a bang. I think... Um, 
you know, a lot of people stayed into hiding for January, yeah. like professionally, but also personally as well. So I think I've just noticed a change around the city and county. There's so many more people out and about. I think everyone's treating themselves to lunch. Everyone's, you know, payday fi- finally came around. So everyone's shops are busy. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's great to see that, like, you know, um, I think, yeah, everyone's feeling the kind of, I think that spring is in everyone's yeah, the, step. The January blues are gone. Gone, 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 gone. So we have an election coming up soon enough. Yes, and your on show isn't very political, but I do have a politician that's on there. Now we have there'll be nothing about politics in it, yeah. but I have to say, what a legend! Um, Willie O'D. Um, he was on your show before. He was on my show before, yeah. and he came to my thirtieth birthday. He came party. to your thirty birthday. He did. Yeah. Um, um, Didn't jump out of a cake, but he got no. There. Yeah. He could have if he got there earlier. <laughs> um, um, he abseiled down off uh, Thoman Park Stadium for Milford Hospice, and I have to say, I think fair play to him because you know he arrived in a suit as he always does, and I thought when you abseil down that someone's going to like go with you, but they don't. They just basically I know I saw the video and I thought there'd be someone he'd be harnessed onto someone yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> no he wasn't and he did it all on his own and you know what fair play to him because I believe um, that a few politicians were approached about doing it and they all refused and Willie, when they said to Willie he said I'll do it he's afraid of heights as well you have to remember that so I actually went up before he went down and I kind of was taking a video and I was looking down myself and I just thought okay well there's a photo on him on the front of the paper this week great photo it does show the height up I wouldn't be able for that yeah no no I think fair play to him so I said a chat to him about that which I thought was great um, so that was um, Willie O'Dea during the week also we went out to Skull Yosef in Kilmallock we did indeed and um, the students there the TY students are taking part in Junk Tour they have three outfits obviously it's all about sustainability climate change um, reducing and reusing I suppose waste and stuff and I have to say three really amazing clever outfits but uh, really well put together like stunning very different outfits as well yeah it was so cool to learn all about them so that is coming up as well this week and um, also um, singer-songwriter Fergal Nash from Limerick we caught up with him recently and he performed one of his brand new tracks for us so jam-packed show that will be coming out tomorrow tomorrow is obviously the full show every friday and uh, during the week all those videos are released so you can view some of them right now up on our website limerickpost.com forward slash show limerickpost.ie forward slash show yeah megan thanks very much for joining us and have a great weekend thank you so much keen Sloan. so that's it for this week's limerick post news roundup i'm your host keen reinhardt i'd like to thank megan scully hosted limerick post show for joining me arts editor rose rush and our head of news jerry collison for more news, art, sports, entertainment and much, much more, visit limerickpost.ie or follow the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and we really are Keeping Limerick Posted.